Um, oh, welcome back to Louisvision Radio. Now, season two of the podcast. Here is what we're going to do today. We're going to start off with one chapter of Hamish and the Gravity Belt. After that, we'll have two Louisvuitton adventures. Then we end up at our challenge of the week, which will be announced just before it but first, before that, let's listen to Aladdin. I know it's somewhere in my bookshelf. Um, uh, oh, um, um uh, where is it? You cheeky Aladdin. Um, up here, around here. <laughs> Seems we have a problem. Oh, there it is. Just on my desk here. So, let's read. It is a story from Avria, Aladdin. A long time ago in China, there lived a poor tailor named Mustafa. He was very poor. He had a son called Aladdin. Mustafa wanted Aladdin to learn how to make clothes clothes, so he could help him. But all Aladdin wanted to do was play in the street with the other boys. Then his father fell ill and died. Aladdin's mother had to do all the work. I wish you would help me sometimes, she said. But he never did. One day, when Aladdin was out playing, a man spoke to him. Do you know Mustafa the tailor? he asked. He he was my father, (laughs) said Aladdin, but he is dead. Did you know him? He was my brother, the man replied. Then you must be my uncle, said Aladdin. Yes, said the man. Now that I have found you, I want to help you and your mother. Here is some money for your mother, said Aladdin's uncle. I should tell you. I should tell her, her I shall come to see her soon. Next, The next day, Aladdin saw the man again. I shall come and have dinner with you and your mother tonight, he told Aladdin. Here is some more money that she can buy, so she can buy something nice for us to eat. Aladdin took money home to his mother. When the man came to their house, Aladdin's mother said, I did not know that my husband has a brother. He never really talked about you. The man was not really Aladdin's uncle, but a magician. He said, I left a long time ago. Now that I have come back, I want to help you both. What do you want to do? What work do you do? said Aladdin. He he asked Aladdin. He just plays with the other boys all day, replied Aladdin's mother. It is time you did some work, says his uncle. Would you like me to buy a shop for you to look after? I'd like that, answered Aladdin. The next morning, the magician took Aladdin shopping. First I will buy some new clothes, Aladdin. He said, 
Aladdin liked his new clothes, clothes, and so did his mother. Next day, they went to look at big houses with lovely gardens. Aladdin liked them very much. One day, I will buy you a big house with a garden, promised the magician. But let us sit and have something to eat. We have walked a long way. The magician had a bag of cakes and sweets and the, the, gave Aladdin as much as he could eat. Then he said, I want you to see the best garden of all before we go back. Is it a long way? asked Aladdin. I don't think I can walk much more. We shall soon be there, said the magician. So they walked on again for a while. Then he cried, Stop! This is the place. I don't see a garden, said Aladdin. You soon will, said, replied the magician. First we sh shall make fire. Find me some dry sticks. The magician lit the fire and put something on it that made black black smoke then all at once under his feet Aladdin saw a stone with a big ring in it pull that ring said the magician Aladdin pulled and up came the stone then he saw that he had been on the top of a well it was black inside the well and he did not look like the look of it you must go down, said the magician. Will you come? Aladdin asked. No, no one but you must go, replied the magician. If you do everything I say, you will be very rich. All right, just tell me what to do then, said Aladdin. The magician replied, when you go down, you will hope... Oh, you'll find a door. Open it and you'll go through. You'll find a very big cave. You'll see boxes with money in them. Do not take any of the money. How do I get rich if I don't take any? Asked Aladdin. Do what I say! The magician answered angrily. You must go on until you see another cave and then another. We'll see boxes of gold and silver in these, but do not take any. When you come out of the last cave, you'll see a fine garden. At the end of it, the garden, you'll see a table with a lamp on it. Bring the lamp to me. You can have anything you wish from the garden. Then he took off a ring and gave it to Aladdin. This may have been use if you need help, he added. Now go. Aladdin went down into the dark well. Down, down he went. Everything was just as the magician had said. Found the cave with money in it. And it did not take me. The next cave had gold and silver in it, just as his uncle had said. He touched nothing there and went through a door into the garden. There he found the lamp. He took it and looked around. On every street he saw what looked like little fires. 
but they were rich jewels. Red, blue, green, gold and white. There were so many of them. He put the lamp down the lamp and took as many jewels as he could carry. When there were no more, more, when he could, even when he could carry no more, there were still many left on the trees. I must come back again one day, he thought, but now I must take this lamp to my uncle. So he left the garden and went back the way he had come. When he got to the top of the well, he could see the magician. Yes, yes, yes. You thought you knew the story, didn't you? You would see Disney movie. Well, this version is a little bit different. It's not as violent. There's no violence in this version. So it's good for any age. There's no lava. There's no cells. There's, there's nothing like that in this one. I'll just carry on with the story now. Help me out, please, he called up to the... He called up to him. Give me the lamp first, said the magician. Then you can use both hands. But Aladdin answered, no, I shall give it to you when I come out. When the magician saw that Aladdin not let him have the lamp first, he was very angry. He put something on the fire gun and said some magic words. Top of At once the stone moved back into place over the top of the well. Aladdin was under it and he could not get out. Uncle, uncle, I will give you the lamp, but only if you will let me out, he called. But the magician had gone. When Aladdin found there was no use calling, he tried to go back into the garden, but the door was closed and he could not open it. He sat down in the darkness and cried. It was cold and wet for three days with nothing to eat or drink. I wish I had a little fire to warm me. He rubbed his hands and as he did so, he rubbed the ring as the magician had given him. What do you want? said the voice in the darkness. I am the slave of the ring. I will come whenever you rub the ring and I'll do anything you ask. Please take me home, begged Aladdin. No sooner had he said this than he found that he was home. His mother cried, Here you are at last. I thought you were lost. She gave him something to eat and to drink, and he went to bed. The next day, she said, There is nothing left in the house for us to eat. I must get some money. But Aladdin said, I am home hungry. I shall go to the shop and ask the man I know to, to buy this lamp for me. It looks so old, said his mother, replied his mother. Let me give it a rub first. I will soon make it look like new. Then you will get more money for it. He, she took the lamp and gave it a rub. Suddenly, the, a puff of, there was a puff of smoke and a strange-looking man appeared. He bowed and said, 
I am the slave of the lamp. Aladdin's mother jumped with fright and the lamp fell from her hands. It's all right, mother, cried Aladdin, picking up the lamp. Don't be afraid. And then the strange man said, the lamp you are holding is a magic one. I will rub, whenever you rub the lamp, I will appear and do whatever you ask. Both were very hungry. Aladdin said, please give us something to eat and drink. The slave of the lamp clapped his hands and a fine dinner was set before them. The table was laden with every sort of tasty food you could think of. Even the cups and plates were made of gold. The slave of the lamp left them to enjoy their feast. When there was nothing left to eat, Aladdin said, I shall take these plates to the shop. The money I get for them will last us a very long time. They were very, very happy and they had everything they wished for. The time went when they had used up all the money. Then Aladdin thought, I must rub the lamp again. He rubbed the lamp at once and the slave appeared, gave him everything he and his mother needed. Whenever he wanted they wanted anything, they only had to rub the lamp and the slave gave them what, what they asked for. This went on for three or four years. By, by that time, Lasna was no, no longer a boy. He had become a man and a very handsome one. One day when Aladdin was walking on the street, he saw the princess on a horseback. As soon as he saw her, fell in love with her. She was the most beautiful girl he had ever seen. I want to marry the princess, told his mother. We must ask the king. The jewels you find will be a good, make a good gift for him. Aladdin's mother took a bag full of jewels to the king, handing him his, the bag. She said, my son loved the princess. He sends you this gift. What wonderful jewels, cried the king. Your son must be a very important man. Then he promised that Aladdin could marry the princess. Aladdin went home to tell his mother the good news. But a rich man went to the king. My son will give you more if you can marry your daughter, he said. Next day, the people were told that the princess was to marry the rich man's son. When Aladdin heard him, he rubbed the lamp. The slave appeared and Aladdin said angrily, Bring me the princess and the rich man's son at once. Soon the slave was back with them. The slave, the man was shut in a dark room. Then Aladdin spoke to the princess. Don't be afraid. They've brought you here to tell you that my pro father promised that you can marry you. No, your father. Yeah. Anyway, you understand, don't you? He told the princess the love, his love for her. Then the slave took her and the rich man's son back to the palace. The rich man's son was very frightened. 
He told his father and the king that he no one no longer wanted to marry the princess. The slave returned to Aladdin to tell him what had happened. Then Aladdin said to the slave, Bring me bags of gold and jewels and some slaves to carry them to the king. On the way to the palace, my mother shall give money to all the people. Off went the slaves and Aladdin's mother off to the palace. Everyone ran after because of the money she was giving away. When the king looked inside the bag of gold and jewels, he said, I have never seen such wonderful jewels before. Now will you let me marry the princess marry my son? Ask Aladdin's mother. Yes, tell him to come here at once. But before Aladdin went to see the king, he rubbed the lamp and said to the slave, Bring me new clothes made of the finest cloth in the land and a fine white horse. When Aladdin sat on the horse, he looked just like a prince. When the princess saw him, she fell in love with him at once. Before I marry her, I must have a house to take her to, said Aladdin. Where would you like it to be? You could build a house near the palace, replied the queen. The queen would like the princess to live nearby. It shall be done, promised Aladdin. That night, the happy Aladdin went back home. The night, that night he rubbed the lamp and said to the slave, Make me the best house that anyone has ever seen. You must put in the best beds, chairs, tables and all the best rooms. Let there be flowers in the rooms. The slave left to do as Aladdin asked. The next morning he, the house was ready in place where the king had said he wanted it to be. It was much nicer than the king's own palace. Everything that was in it was of the best. So Aladdin married the princess and they went to live in their new home. That all was well for a year or two. And then one day the magician came back. When he found that Aladdin was alive and he was now a prince, he became it made the magician very cross. It must be because he has the magic lamp, he thought. Somehow I must get away from him. Suddenly the magician had a clever idea. He went to the shop to buy some new lamps and then he walked up and down the streets calling out, New lamps for old! New lamps for old! When the woman heard the magician calling, they came running out of their houses to, to give him old lamps and get new ones for them. They were so pleased to get such bargain. 
one of the princess's women went out to ask what the fuss was about. Then she ran it indoors to tell her mistress. Aladdin has an old ma- lamp in the be- in his bedroom, thought the princess. He'll please be pleased to get a new one for it. The princess did not know it was a magic lamp, so he gave it to the magician in return for the new one. Aladdin had gone away for a few days. If he had been there, he would have never let her change the lamp. As soon as the magician had the lamp in his hand, he took it in a place where no one could see it and gave it a rub. When the slave appeared, he told him, Take the house of Aladdin and all that is in it away from here and put it down in Africa. The slave did so. When the sun came up the next morning, the king and queen that saw, saw that Aladdin's house was no longer there. Where could it be? No one could tell them. They did not know what to do about it. Where is Aladdin? shouted the king. Find him at once and bring him to me. The king's men rushed off to look for Aladdin. At last they found Aladdin. They pulled him from his horse and took him to the king. Where is the princess? cried the king. She's at home, Aladdin replied. But where is your home? asked the king. What do you mean? said Aladdin. Then he saw that his house was not there anymore. Bring the princess back or you must die, cried the king. Aladdin ran out to get his lamp, but he could not find it because the house was gone. Once the slave of the... Then he remembered the magic ring. He gave it a rub. Once the slave of the ring stood before him. Take me to the princess, said Aladdin. Suddenly he was in his house with the princess. The princess had told him about the old man's old man who had given her a new lamp for Aladdin's old one. Then Aladdin's man said and then Aladdin said, This man is my uncle, but he says he is my uncle, but he is a wicked magician. I must get the lamp away from him quickly. He took He gave the princess a little bag and had said to her, You must ask the magician to supper. When he is not looking, empty this bag into his cup. Don't put any any in your own cup. The magician came to supper, and the princess did as Aladdin told her. When the magician drank from his cup, he fell back dead. The lamp dropped to the floor. Aladdin picked it up and gave it a rub. When the slave appeared, Aladdin ordered, Take us and our home back to where it was before. When the king looked out of the palace window, he still... He was delighted to see Aladdin's house back where it had been. The king came, they became very excited. Look, he said to the queen, the princess and Aladdin are back. Let us go over to see them at once.
who ran over as fast as they could. The princess ran to meet them. I'm so glad to be back, she cried. The wicked magician took me away, but he is dead now. Dear Aladdin, find me. I love him very much, and you must love him too. The uh, king and queen agreed to do so, and they all lived happily ever after. Ooh. Right. Now some quest questions for you to think about. Do you think it it was actually right to kill the magician? You, you make sure you t tell him, tell him why. Why do you think the door was locked to the garden? What, what, why did the magician want the lamp? Oh, yes, 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 all very good questions. You think the slaves in the lamps and the magic ring was being treated fairly? You can answer all, answer all these questions. Remember to give them reasons. Well, it. Well, it's good they got married for once and all, and for all. Now it's time for Hamish and the Gravity Burp. If you if you remember, the PBF were just about to chat with Hamish's dad. Let's begin. Let's begin. Let's begin. Um, excuse me. Why isn't my button? Working a beep 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 beep. Oh, good. Go. Hamish's dad looked worried as he led the PDF into the shed at the bottom of Elliot's garden. The official war room. Elliot built it just in case of scrapes like this one. Let you tell me my theory, he said. Pacing up. Around while the rest of the town got to work setting up the anti-gravity burp protection. Because if I'm right about what's going on, Belasco is going to need all the help it can get. I'm going to need you guys to stay in Starkly. Buster puffed out his chest proudly. And do what, said Hamish, eager for instructions. Just stay here, said Hamish's dad. We'll find instructions. Hey, that didn't sound of mu like much of a ta task. <coughs> Hamish's heart sank, but he tried not to show up. As you know, said his dad, it's vital to maintain the secrecy of Belasco. We have been fighting against our enemies for years now. There were the Shrinkers, there was Beast, you all know about the World Stoppers. And, of course, you also know about Axel Skarmash. The PDF nodded. Axel had, Skarmash had been the 
Luke's top energy the last time the world's been danger. Together with his awful inventions, the Terribles, he tried to zap the world's biggest leaders and take over the planet. The last time they'd seen him, he'd been at the top of Post Office Tower in London, just before he had turned into a giant space rocket and had shot off into the stars. For a while, we thought Skarmash was an evil genius who was pulling the strings, Hamish's dad continued. But then we found out he was a boss, or rather, bosses. Hamish took a deep breath, knew what his dad was going to say. We're a group of people, said dad, called superiors. Everyone went, ooh. That was in quite an impressive name. Nobody likes having superiors. Buster's mum was always complaining about hers. It's the superiors who are doing this. I, I'm sure that they've been to blame for every st- strange thing that's ever happened here in Starkly. And now it looks like they've, they're upping their game. They want the whole planet for their own. But why, Sin Buster? What's wrong with their planet? Which is when Hamish's dad brought out a small device, no bigger than an orange, and placed it on the table in front of him. What's that? asked Frank. Frank. Dad smiled, then he looked at the device and said, Hollow, play, and something amazing happened. Bright red, red light filled the room, seemed to trace around the edges of the kid's centre of little metal orange as if it was scanning them, and then blackness. Hamish's amazement, one by one, the rub- Room began to fill with stars and satellites, planets, planets that were the size of basketballs, but all but planets all the same. Um, a meteor whooshed through the room. Giant orange rocks spun slowly towards them. Hamish and the PDF looked around. This was exactly unusual. It was like there was they were in space. If you don't understand what's happening, this is a hologram, not real. So nothing would, they weren't actually going into space. Now to get on with the story. My name is Vipedia Sheen, said a familiar looking lady towards night sky. Let me take you on a journey. Vapedia was the country's number one celeb, one of the country's number one celebrities. She was super smart, but Skarmash had turned her into a blathering simpleton during his last attempt 
helped take over the world. Though, like everyone else, Vapedia had been turned back to her normal brainy self thanks to the PDF. She's a hologram, explained Dad quietly. This is all a hologram. Let me tell you about Venus, shouted Vapedia. The room began to twirl and turn as if the shed was travelling at a thousand miles an hour. Letters Venus spun past them. The sound of a loud woman singing Venus filled the air. Clover was immediately sick in the bin. So the superiors are from Venus, asked Alice. Hamish's dad put his finger to his mouth as suddenly as where Elliot's blackboard had been a grey planet came into view no one knows much about Venus said Vapedia and Hamish half wondered if they were going to turn back again although it seemed a long way just to hear that but Venus is almost the same size as our Earth and is often called our sister planet it looks strangely beautiful just hang there gently spinning Hamish noticed that Elliot had gone right quite red are you okay? he asked. Holding my breath, said Elliot quickly. You can't eat freezing space. There's no atmosphere. Venus is covered in a thick cloud, which means no one has ever got a good look at it. As they seemed to get closer to the planet's surface and began to float through the clouds, Everyone had the unmistakable sensation of flying. One of our mm, space probes disappeared the second they landed on Venus. At one time, people thought it looked like a tropical paradise. Now the room transformed into a lovely scene. With palm trees and sunshine and crystal clear water lap at their at their feet over the wonderful white sand. Somewhere, someone strummed gentle guitar music, and Hamish was sure he could smell his mum's caramel coconut suntan lotion. But now, said Venus. Vapedia, we know that Venus had been ravaged by the lava of the million volcanoes. Boom! The, the beach scene vanished as the room turned bright orange and smoke poured in. There was a sound of explosions. Boom! And there were bright flashes and it stank of bad eggs and it was horribly awful. Venus, sang that one in again. The planet is thick with smoke and fumes, shouted Vapedia as the children clung to one, 
one and other. The throat burgling nose sucking pong of sulphur is everywhere. It is a heartburningly, sweat scarringly hot 470 degrees. There was a roar and the temperature seemed sore. There used to be water here, and now there is none, yelled Vapedia, and not one shot to speak of. Okay, okay, we get the idea, shouted Buster. Venus is rubbish, turn it off. The kids had seen enough. Dad clicked off the hollow note, and just like that, they were back in Elliot's shed, staring at little metal orange. The kids slowly realised that they were still clinging to each other and had gently moved apart as if it hadn't happened. Our experts at Velasco think the superiors have had enough of how rubbish Venus is and want to get rid of us so they can take Earth over, said Hamish's dad. Do you know, said Clover nodding, I absolutely don't blame them. The gravity on Venus is less than it is here to Hamish's dad. We think they had finally developed the evil technology to lift us off the earth, but they ha haven't found enough power yet. That's why they're using gravity bulbs and not, um, he struggled to find the right word. Gravity bulbs, cried Elliot. Exactly, said Hamish's dad. A gravity bulb with be catastrophic so the superiors were trying to build up a gravity belt right now the gravity burps were annoying but not all that dangerous but a gravity belt that could spell serious trouble they wanted a gravity belt that would just go on and on like your dad belching after a beer your or your auntie when her Sunday's roasts all scoffs and she's got ravy down her top. They were building up this belch with, with little burps. They were getting the head of steam. They were getting up a head of steam. But why a gravity belch? asked Alice. Where would it take us? Venus. Hamish guessed. Maybe they want to bel belch us up to Venus, make a swam and planet swap. We wouldn't want to last five minutes on that rotten planet. I've had to bring, I'd have to bring shorts, said Clover. It's hotter than I Ibiza up there. And up there's also the whole not being able to breathe things but they really belches all all the way up on to venus dad asked hamish the superiors are a superior breed of enemy we need to be on our guards said dad now more than ever thanks thanks to the seeds This, yes, the seeds, there were still seeds to worry about. Yes, but what are they, Dad? To be honest, 
until that moment we'd forgotten about the seeds right now because there was a lot of other stuff going on. Hamish's dad looked like he was trying to figure out how to tell them something awful in the nicest way possible. They have been sowing the seeds, he said, of an invasion. Then out where somewhere outside came a noise. Ooh! I wonder why all those volcanoes went boom. Yes, now I think we're going to have two Louis Town stories. So, let's see. Oh, yes. It's this one. It's about me, my cat, and me being a cat, basically. It's called... Um, Louis in Texas in dog in cat day afternoon. Oh, just to let you know as well, this is your uh, this is your only one, okay? The, I've changed my mind. There's not going to be two. It's going to be one. But don't worry, this one's very long. Bah, humbug. Pets. I never had a pet. I. Uh, and it did me no harm. He and that lazy Louis boy had some sort of truth with her. I'm banning pets. Dad, if you, if you ban pets, you won't get re-elected. Ugh, what if I secretly get rid of pets, though? That'll work. Wait, are you getting... Wait, you aren't getting rid of Claudia, are you? She's got a camera for her collar. She's going to be famous on Snapgram. I'll not touch Claudia. Good, she'll be doubly famous. She'll be the only pet in town. Go on, Claudia. Go generate content. No, don't sleep. You know how much that camera cost? So Mayor Brown hires a new worker for Beano Town Council. Your job is to catch undocumented cats and put them in the annual detention centre. But pets don't have documents on them. So how are they impounding all these? So am I impounding all these pets? Yes. Okay. The new news spreads that pets are being rounded up quickly. Don't worry, Nipper. Nope. Well, don't worry, Texas. My, my te don't worry, Texas, my girl. I'm too fast and clever to get caught by Dad. We were caught an hour ago. What? Did you hear that, Sheba? The two nitwits next door think they'll escape. I told you, Barry, every time you're annoying, I'll take your feathers from my bed. Squawk! Take all the feathers you li like, Sheba. They're not important. I only need to 
fly, you nitwit. We can't give up. We need to get out of here. Our owners will be worried. Back home, um, um, the own, the owner, which is also me, that always me and Tetris were the only ones that start at the story. Is mm-hmm, you guessed it, Louis. Oh, come on, I say. Pew, 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 I, I want to escape, too. I'm sick of these grey walls. Aha! What's that? A ghost? Hi, it's me, Chameleon. The Chameleon. Cool! You can change colour. I miss my home. My owner was awesome. He had a huge rainbow wall just for me. I could have blue Mondays, red Tuesdays, green Wednesdays. All right, we get the idea. We've tried to escape on our own. It never works. We need to work together. Yes. Yes. We. Yes. We need to work. We need to work. I have a speech that starts out low and slow and points out how bad things are. Then get a bit louder and quicker and ask and asks if someone who did this thing once gave up gave up when things were bad. Then the speech would get loud and cross and shouty with a lot of poor shaking. We'll do it. We'll help. We we're not witnesses. Not too. Yeah, I am too. Says the cat. Ah, two. Says says Steve the snake. The heroes. I come up with a plan. Guard, guard, come over here. Chameleon's sick. You nitwit. Less of the nitwit, Barry. Now what? Seems to be the problem. The Camille strokes through her hypnotic colours whilst the guard is in a trance. Sheba slashes the guard's belt loop and Steve catches the scene. Keys. Wait, a few moments later. Wait, what just happened? Ah! The animals have gone. I need to catch more or I'm in trouble. Your plan work, Dasher, but what do we do now? Stay on the run forever, you nitwit. Claudia is busy doing some important sleeping when... Claudia's being catnapped! Meow! Bink! Kidnaps, Anna. I want half the ransom. We're not kidnapping you, but we're giving, letting you know a particular person. There you go. Blank. I got one. <laughs> Get pulling over her. Wait, I can find where Claudia has been kept by activating her collar cam. Moments later, you kidnapped my cat. 
this is the third worst thing I've done. What are you talking about? I wasn't bothered about this pet thing when it wasn't affecting me. Now it is. It has to stop. No. I'm going to tell Mum. Okay, I'll stop. In fact, I fancy something. An extra pet. Something exotic. And expensively looking. Well, tell Mum. Back home, I come bounding in to myself. We've escaped, Louie. Call off the search. Hi, Louie, says Louie. I haven't. Louis hasn't even noticed they were gone. Meanwhile, Walter enjoys his new pet. Nitwit, nitwit, you're a nitwit. Dad, where did you get this thing? That's the end of that. So, now... We're going to take a small break because we've still got our challenge of the week to come. So, see you then. And keep on going. Well, we can't do it now because... We might run out of time. Oh, nice to meet you back here. Well, before the break, we've done most of our things we've done, and we've nearly come to the end of our show, which today, it's very long, it's going to be about an hour long. So, I hope you comfortable because now we're gonna do our challenge of the day which is today find the hedgehog i've got to repeat the hedgehog here and our contestant's job is to find him they have one minute to find him in the whole of my studio. If they do not find him this time, then... <sighs> it's going to be tricky to say this, but... Then what happens is... Um, Compete in the next splash. And today's contestant is Russell, everybody. So she's not. She's now with with us. So the the hedgehog will be in plain sight, but so, so that means she won't have to move anything, but. That I'm setting a one minute timer. So, understand the rules no moving anything, they don't need to be moved. Three, two, one, go.
So she's looking around there, looking around there. Where? Way! She's found it! Catherine, it's me! Let's say again! I think I'm going to win this one. Won't, so, won't be going on Splash Splosh. Can I play as well? Which means the other grown-up, Russell, will be competing on the next Splash Splosh and getting very, 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 Wet. <laughs> Bad luck, Russell. You'll be getting very, 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 So, I hope you enjoyed our day. We've had reading, challenges, and also one lucky person going on Splash Splosh. <laughs> see, you see you next time, my favourite, because our hour's up. Nothing's left on the schedule, which means we have to say goodbye. Bye. Which is very sad. But don't worry. We'll be joining you next week. Same time, same place. Here on Louisvision. Louisvision. Louisvision Radio. Whoa. Louisvision Radio. Louisvision Radio. Please note that everything was done by Louie. Yes, everything. There, anyway. Anyway, anyway. After those titles, I think we should stop. Oh, and so there's the button. I forgot the fart button. It's on my control pad. Here, I have to get a new one now. Where is it? Burp one. Are you joking me, man? Oh, here it is.